now have your first substantive legislative proposal to come out of the work you did with the Reparations Task Force. It would create the California American Freedmen Affairs Agency, which you've said would create the infrastructure needed to begin to address the historical harms created by slavery. What's your vision for how that agency looks? What does it do? How much will it cost to stand up? I mean, it's early. I mean, that's the discussion that we'll be having. That's why we introduced the bill now. So we'll have till the end of the year to work, work on those details. The Legislative Black Caucus, as a unit, will come together and collaborate on all those parts that need to happen. But, you know, you need to have some governmental agency in order to implement whatever it is that's going to be recommended and proposed through legislation. So this is the starting point. So to say how big it is, we don't know, and what it will cost. That's, we're really early in this. We'll figure that out as we move on. Obviously, the legislation won't be up for a vote until next year. It's, and, and it's too early to talk about whether you have the votes to get it passed. But in talking to your fellow legislators and the governor, what's your sense of how they feel about creating uh, the Freedmen Affairs Agency? I mean, again, it's early. We're, we're going to test the waters on all of this. I mean, that was one of the key recommendations in the task force final report that there needs to be some governmental agency or department that will oversee this and it might be incorporated into a department that already exists i mean moving this legislation along will help us determine the best fit and the best way to you know stand this up and uh move forward and uh providing reparations for the people who are qualified you could have gone after a specific dollar figure payout for a specific benefit for black Californians harmed by slavery. You chose not to at this point, why? I mean, again, we're still early. I mean, and again, reparations was never about a check. I mean, yes, the wealth gap between black families and white in, Cal in America is $360,000. So that would be my starting point if there was gonna be a number. But uh, again, we're early in this process and we're, we're, it's 1,100 pages of information that Individuals are going to need to uh, digest and understand what's there, uh, legislators as well as the public. So that's what we want to do. That's why we're starting the process now to have that discussion. And um, it might be where folks say, hey, let's have a check. But right now, that's not what we're proposing. And you've consistently said this reparations process is not just cash payments. But are you concerned that the state's financial situation, including a budget deficit, could impact the ability to fund any reparations programs, whether they might be cash payments or health care or tax relief for black Californians who would be eligible? The budget oh, is definitely going to be at the forefront of all the discussions. We have to be mindful of that and considerate of that. Yes, you can't stand up a, a agency or a department or if there's no money there. So we're going to be mindful of that and we're going to help even if we have to de uh, develop ways to raise those funds. Uh, the government will we'll look at those as well. So uh, it's it's going to be costly no matter what we do. We have no doubt about that. But there are programs, like I said, if it's continued education, uh, expanding health care, tax relief, uh, state tax relief, some of those things we could do without a direct financial hit on the budget uh, as, as would be through some type of direct payment to folks right now. You've put so much of yourself into this personally, and you'll be termed out next year. Do you think there will be legislation ready for Governor Newsom to sign before you leave the office? 
we're hopeful of that. I mean, that's why this bill was uh, introduced, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be much more legislation at the beginning of the 24 uh, legislative cycle. So, yeah, I'm very hopeful that before I leave the legislature, there will be something for the governor to sign, something on his desk. But, again, we won't do this in one year anyway, so it's going to take years to move forward and address over 250 years of harm uh, in this country. So uh, I don't expect it all to happen in one year anyway. You know, if I had another 10 years, we'd probably still be working on this. And it may be too early to ask you this, but do you feel satisfied that the reparations task force accomplished the goals you hoped it would when you started out? Was there anything you wish the task force could have done beyond what was laid out in the report? Uh, I'm very satisfied with the work. It's very detailed. We had a, a wealth of experts. Uh, we had nine amazing, uh, well, eight uh, additional individuals who did a extraordinary work and, and were experts in their field. So I'm excited about it. The only thing I wish we would have more time. Uh, Don Tamaki, who's the only non-African-American uh, member of the task force, he's served on the Japanese uh, reparations or compensation board uh, a couple of decades ago. And they had three years, and they were only talking about the harms of about 100,000 people. And he said it wasn't enough time. So uh, we, we did it in light speed, but yeah, I just would have, wish we had a little bit more time to engage the community a little bit more and just have a little bit more uh, opportunity just to flush some things out. But we did a good job in two years. Well, Senator, we'll stay on top of it. Uh, we appreciate your time. Sir. Thanks for your interest in us.
to slaves, but I think if we start removing those barriers and biases and racism, it's going to benefit all Americans. And, and that's what I hope we benefit from this in the long run. California is the first state to take this question on about how do we address some of our original sins and to really think about what are the ways that we can repair some of that harm um, directly to uh, the black community, uh, but also for all of California. This bill will protect student athletes by requiring all Division I and II colleges and universities honor a scholarship in the event a student athlete suffers an incapacitating energy injury or illness that makes them unable to participate in their sport. The bill also requires student athletes to be given financial literacy education. Now that student athletes are able to benefit financially from their name, image, and likeness, offering this type of practical life skill is essential. This bill will protect student athletes by requiring all Division I and II colleges and universities honorary scholarship in the event a student athlete suffers an incapacitating energy injury or illness that makes them unable to participate in their sport. The bill also requires student athletes to be given financial literacy education. Now that student athletes are able to... There's another drug. Another drug they don't tell you is a drug in class for narcotic, alcohol. And alcohol is especially dangerous for people like myself, alcoholics. Robin, how do I know if I'm an alcoholic? Well, as one, let me give you some warning. Number one, after a night of heavy drinking, you wake up fully clothed going, Hey, somebody is shit in my pants. Number two, you have a couple of cocktails, you find yourself on the freeway going, What are these fuckers doing going the wrong way? Number three, you get drunk, you go out for Indian food, you wake up in Bombay with a camel licking your balls. Ta-da! You are an alcoholic. And some people say, Robin, I'm a functioning alcoholic. Which is, you can be one. It's like being a paraplegic lap dancer. You can do it. Just not as well as the others, really. And they say alcoholism is peer pressure. Bullshit. Peer pressure is an alcoholic.